Day number 90. 90 days. That's 103 days since Joe Biden made the promise he wouldn't abandon Americans. Now we know that even soldiers, families, the Pentagon is admitting were left behind. It's unbelievable. Former Lieutenant Colonel criticizing U.S. leaders unwilling to face the reality in Afghanistan before the withdrawal. You think? That's like the understatement of all understatements. Uh, you know, reports, too, that there are other Americans uh, that are being held hostage in, in other parts of the world. I don't want to get too deeply into it until hoping that maybe not giving it attention will result in Americans getting freed. Uh, I do know that there are efforts that are being made um, on behalf of the Americans uh, in other places that are being held. It, it, these are unbelievable times we live in. Um, let me give you a rundown on what's going on with the, the Rittenhouse uh, trial and give you an update. The jury is not expected in the courtroom at all until Monday when closing arguments will begin. The majority of the updates today, it's just been back and forth sparring between the prosecution. Uh, whether or not this whole issue, the judge has yet to issue any ruling on the defense's motion for a mistrial with prejudice. Now, if this happens, that means Kyle Rittenhouse is free as a bird. Now, I suspect that probably Professor Dershowitz was right in his analysis, and Greg Jarrett is right in his analysis, is that the judge would rather not do that. He'd rather let the jury decide this. Um, one of the big things now that you got to watch for is the prosecution now looking to add several new lesser charges at the last minute against Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, why is that? Because their case is basically blown up in front of them. And that's why they've been and that's why many have speculated, including Professor Dershowitz, that the prosecution was likely purposely trying for a mistrial because that for them would then be a, a do over uh, because it was so fundamental, not to mention, you know, by acknowledging, not acknowledging the right of a, anybody that's charged with anything, the right to remain silent. They did that on purpose to taint and prejudice the jury. Now, the idea of going to lesser charges against Rittenhouse, this is interesting because they then want to give the jury more options, which usually means the prosecution knows they didn't meet the high bar standard that they set out for. And as happens so often in the justice system, these ambitious, politically ambitious prosecutors, they overcharge people. And you have in, in the in every single instance, every single charge, except for the firearms, I think it was misdemeanor. Yet on in all three shootings that Kyle Rittenhouse was involved in here, there are mitigating circumstances. This is what the prosecution now had to face. One person that was shot that didn't die actually admitted on the stand that he he pointed a a weapon Loaded weapon at Kyle Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse shot him. That's classic self-defense, according to Wisconsin law. Then you've got the background of these these other two shooters. There's one guy in particular. I, I couldn't even believe what I was reading. But more importantly, you've got eyewitness testimony that he was trying to defuse the situation. You've got videotape evidence of Kyle Rittenhouse running as fast as he can to get away from a mob of people, a huge crowd, 
trying to chase him down the street. And then they eventually catch up to him, knock his hat off first. Then he's down on the ground and he's about to get a foot bashed into his face and then his head bashed into the into the pavement, which could have killed him. And that's that's one of the other cases. You know, one guy in particular, you know, I look at I look at all of these cases and I wonder why are these people even walking the streets? You got this one guy, Rosenbaum, apparently is battled according to CNN, bipolar disorder, um, apparently had a suicide attempt, spent more than a decade in prison in Arizona after being convicted of uh, sexual conduct with a minor. Um, he lives in Arizona. Nobody knows why he ever went to Kenosha, where he went to high school, I guess. Anyway, apparently worked at a Wendy's, and at 19 he was sentenced to prison for sexually abusing five children, all boys, between the ages of 9 and 11. 9 and 11. He's temporarily living with the boy's parents when his mother kicked him out of his house for disobeying her rules about a month earlier. He's staying there for a week, and he ends up molesting the boys after this woman takes him in her house. Was showing the kids porn, performing oral sex on them, among other offenses. He was sentenced to prison for roughly 15 years. Authorities believed at the time his risk of, of recidivism was of great concern to the community, considering the victim's gender and the victim's age, said his stepfather sexually abused him. But anyway, local BLM leaders said that he often joined the protests. He was, you know, th this is, you know, a guy that now is on tape. One of them is trying to grab his, the barrel of the gun. At that point, now it's a struggle for the gun in each of the other two cases. We have eyewitness testimony defending Kyle Rittenhouse. You got the videotaped evidence. And then you got one of the the charges. You got the person involved admitting that they took a loaded weapon and pointed it right at him. I mean, you just you can't even make this stuff up. These are hardly saints to say the least here. You know, it's what was Kyle Rittenhouse supposed to do? What are you supposed how are you supposed to act if somebody points a loaded weapon at you? What are you supposed what would you do? Now, the law allows that if you think you're in danger of losing your life or great bodily harm is about to occur, you, according to the law, have a right to defend yourself. The judge in this case will instruct the jury as to what the law is. And I believe, based on what I heard, if the law is followed, it probably would be a, a pretty easy dismissal on, on most of the charges, with maybe the exception of one of the gun charges. But, you know, one of the reasons, you know, Daniel Adams, a former Milwaukee County assistant DA, not involved in the trial, described the prosecutor's case as incredibly underwhelming he said prosecutors will seek second-degree versions of the intentional homicide charges, and the only reason they're doing it is because they know they're not likely to get the conviction on the greater charge. So now at the last minute, they, I don't think prosecutors should be allowed to do this. You know, you, you're, you're overly ambitious. You think you have a case. You rush to judgment, and look what happens. Second-degree intentional homicide carries a maximum 60 years in jail. Why didn't they charge him with that the first time? Prosecutors now, that's that's what they're going to seek. If I was the judge, 
I wouldn't do it. The judge has yet to rule on the defense's motion for a mistrial with prejudice. Uh, that's because of every, you know, antic that they pulled in the courtroom. I, I frankly had never seen anything like it, nor has most of the people that I know that are attorneys in the legal profession. You know, it's um, it's amazing. The kid's 18 years old. What is he supposed to do? You tell me what he's supposed to do. You got one guy grabbing the 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 barrel of his rifle. You got another guy pointing a a pistol that's loaded at, at him. You know, another guy, uh, one of the one of the victims in this case. You know, one of the people involved in this case rather prohibited from possessing a firearm. Sex with a minor. I mean, it's unbelievable. You have another guy, according to reports. Uh, may have hit Kyle Rittenhouse with a skateboard. Well, skateboard is kind of like a big piece of wood, isn't it? It's just, I mean, it's just unbelievable here. Anyway, so the um, the defense rested its case. Jury expected to begin deliberations after closing arguments. I guess they will come on Monday. Um, and, you know, and then you have the media mob. Let me play a montage and th this is why on this program, we've gotten a lot of issues right. On my radio show, I was right about Richard Jewell. We've been right about Ferguson, Missouri. We were right about Baltimore and Freddie Gray. We were right in the UVA case, right in the Cambridge case, right on the Duke lacrosse case. Why are we right and they always wrong? Right on Russia collusion. We're vindicated completely on that. Because we simply believe in a principle that every American should believe in. That's due process. The presumption of innocence. Now we're talking about Kenosha and other cities bracing for violence because you have what? You had politicians like Joe Biden calling him a white supremacist, not knowing a thing about this guy. And you have other people calling him a murderer. Other people saying he's guilty. You get the same predictable people that are always wrong. They create in the community an expectation of a result that is never coming once you get to the real evidence part of, of a trial. And they're frankly, they're responsible for whipping people up into a frenzy and creating an expectation without knowing a single thing about the case. Listen to the mob rush to judgment. Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse. He murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, a vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> a guy yeah. who's deeply racist went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. A white, Trump-supporting, MAGA-loving uh, Blue Lives Matter social media uh, uh, partisan, 17 years old, picks up a gun, drives from one state to another with the intent to shoot people. A 17-year-old boy mm -hmm. who drove across st state lines with an AR-15 
and started uh, shooting people up, including a guy with a skateboard. Kyle Rittenhouse, who has killed protesters, unarmed protesters. Rittenhouse, a 17 year old that went with a weapon into the middle of uh, protests. Uh, and then provoke people and then shot and killed them. Kyle Rittenhouse is the enemy. A boy from out of state drives up to the state with an AR-15 around his neck, shoots and kills a couple of people, uh, shooting wildly, running around, uh, acting like uh, rent-a-cop. Drove across state lines armed with a rifle to go and shoot people. What a dark... uh, a dystopian scene where a 17-year-old boy is carrying around a rifle, running around and, and gunning down protesters. Did they not see everybody else in the streets with weapons and guns? Because there were a lot of people that, that were armed that night, that day. By the way, all these uh, incidents, remember, Democrats wouldn't refer to them as they are riots in the summer of 2020. Remember that? They were quiet about it. They only want to investigate one, not the 534 riots in the summer of 2020. Dozens of Americans dead. You know, thousands of police officers injured. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. As we roll along, 800-941-SEAN. You know, it's sad when in America, the judge in the Rittenhouse trial on Veterans Day yesterday requested a round of applause for vets. If we can't agree on that, we're just, are we really that divided? And then, you know, the, the criticism that comes the way of the mob, the media, the predictable the predictable people. Um, you have people saying, oh, uh, one CNN fake news commentator claiming that Kyle Rittenhouse uh, judge wants a job at Fox News. Others saying that the judge presiding, uh, you know, others have said it as well. And by the way, you notice that they always say the same thing. Liberals are so unoriginal. They, they use the same talking points. Whatever the Democratic Party talking point is, you're going to hear it from liberal commentators all over TV. Showing off his conservative credentials to the country and attempting to protect, protect Rittenhouse from conviction as if he's a child. You know what the amazing thing? I, I read that he was, wasn't he appointed, Ethan, by a Democratic by, by a Democrat? I believe so, yes. Yeah. You know, even even that... Dope Crick, Chris Hayes, whatever the guy's name is, over at MSDNC. Nobody watches this guy. Kyle Rittenhouse will probably be acquitted. But is that the kind of society we want? You mean one where we believe in due process, uh, the presumption of innocence, something that his network needs to learn a thing or two about? The idea that, that people are innocent until proven guilty? The fact that we're a constitutional republic? equal justice and application of our laws. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. All right, so it turns out that the judge in the Rittenhouse trial is elected. He is the longest-serving active circuit court judge in Wisconsin. That means the people of Wisconsin like him. 
And um, anyway, he's the one that tore into this prosecutor. I mean, tore this prosecutor to shreds. Uh, it was a beatdown. Of course, they want to. Oh, can we look at other charges, lesser charges, please? Because they overcharged the first time. I don't think they should be allowed to. Um, we do have an update on James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Uh, the FBI has been ordered by a federal judge to stop uh, getting information from James O'Keefe's phone following the raid on his house. It's involving, you know, this never made sense to me because he is the one. He had a source that gave him a diary that said it was a diary of Joe Biden's daughter. Joe Biden's daughter claims it was was stolen. Somebody others have reported and said that they the diary was left behind or lost in some capacity. James O'Keefe took the information from the source, wasn't able to corroborate it, and then he brought the diary on his own, unsolicited, to the police. That was a year ago. Why then would the Fed? Why would the Feds then raid his home, and his office, and take his computers, and his phones? Now the problem with this order, my guess is they probably already read and downloaded everything by this point anyway. Probably way too late. But you know, I will tell you there are people now that are beginning to understand this is a real blow if you believe in freedom of the press. And you might say, well, Hannity, he's got a he's got a political point of view. OK, maybe he does. Doesn't CNN fake news? Doesn't the New York Times have an agenda? Doesn't NBC, ABC, CBS, they all have agendas? MSDNC has an agenda. Are you kidding me? Now we're going to say everybody that works in the press, you know, is going to be subject to to the FBI if they get a hold of materials. You know, it's it is interesting because. You know, I have to run everything through my lawyers now, this point in my life. You know, after, you know, everything we went through with Mueller and all these FBI 302s asking questions about Sean Hannity. Is he sending secret, private, coded messages in this text message? I mean, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The dumbest questions from the dumbest people. But regardless, it it alters one's life pretty dramatically. And then, you know, text message is that are supposed to be private. We just release those publicly. You know, forget about the right to, to having a private conversation with somebody. And, and maybe a source or maybe a friend or maybe it's none of your damn business anyway. But that happened to me also. You know, people say, how did you become a snob? You don't talk to people. Uh, well, my life's been dramatically altered and changed. And and then hearing reports that you are likely unmasked illegally too didn't particularly go over well with my lawyers either you know why because we have it because we were right on the abuse of power corruption of the deep state you know it's amazing that civil libertarians don't seem to really care you know it's, it's sort of like i don't understand liberal silence on afghanistan because they they claim to be compassionate for women and women's rights. They claim to be compassionate for LGB, you know, TQ rights. You know what happens under Taliban rule to women? 
They are beaten if they leave their home and they're not dressed properly. They are beaten if they leave home without a male relative. Once again, women cannot go to work and girls cannot go to school now that the Taliban is back in in power. We have videos that have gotten through of women being beaten in the street, men being assassinated and murdered in the street. You know, if somebody's gay, they're going to be killed in Afghanistan. I would think that that liberals would agree with me that that's just intolerable. Abandoning Americans should be a universal. Praising veterans that fought for our freedoms that we take for granted every day. Yeah, that that would be important, too, to most people, I would think. But apparently I'm wrong. Unbelievable. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. You know, this is this is pretty interesting. A new development here. Newly released internal emails reveal that the National School Board Association actually coordinated with the White House and the Department of Justice before sending President Biden that letter that compared concerned parents to domestic terrorists. In other words, Merrick Garland, the memo that went out, you know, and that they would use federal agents to investigate rather than local law enforcement. Anyway, this is what I've been saying. What have I been saying about this unholy alliance between teachers unions and the Democratic Party? The teachers unions were even writing COVID, you know, draconian COVID measures for the White House. Why? Because they donate a fortune. They take money from the teachers and they give it to the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party pretty much lets them dictate policy. Oh, even Obama's ethics chief is troubled by the Biden White House's revolving door from influence peddling operations. You you would think that might be a cue that they're really off kilter here. Going to investigate moms and dads and take notes of what they they do or say at a school board meeting. How dare they actually care about what's being taught to their kids in school? Um, I've been telling you about this Biden FCC nominee. As hard left partisans, uh, partisan as you'd ever get. She's donated $30,000 to Democrats over the last two decades. 6675 bucks to Obama for America. The Obama Victory Fund, according to the FCC. She is a deeply divisive, radical leftist with a track record of hard left advocacy. Um, she even supports bringing back the fairness doctrine. Her hatred towards conservative news outlets render her, frankly, unfit to serve as a regulator over the communications industry. You know, this is a commission that has an enormous amount of power. And this could impact talk radio. This could impact Fox News, Newsmax, OWN. Somebody told me that the, the guy that runs OWN, Supports this lady. Yeah. Couldn't believe my ears. Last name is Sohn. I'm talking about. He needs to do somebody over there needs to do a little bit of research. And give it to their boss over there if they have any courage. I have no problem giving things to my boss. I don't care. Um, you know, but we're now living in a situation. Here's the problem we now face as a country. Problem is, is that. There is an answer to every big problem we now face. 
The answer in Afghanistan would be to send our guys back and take our Americans home and tell them we're going to do it and tell them the consequences if they get in the way. Now, that's a more difficult job that should never should have come to this because he never should have abandoned Americans in the first place, nor should he have waited so long as the Taliban was taking over the entire country in March, April, May, June and July leading up to August. He had all this time to safely evacuate everybody. Then you've got the issue of the economy. Issue of the economy and inflation. Um, a lot of that can be resolved by solving the energy crisis that Joe Biden created by abandoning energy independence. It's not the co- it's not the cartel known as OPEC that is causing this high cost of energy problem in America. It's Joe Biden's uh, bowing at the altar of environmental environmental radicalism that's causing the problem. Same thing with the border. You can easily fix the border. How? You go back to Trump-era policy. Stay in Mexico, build the wall, get rid of this idiotic process and release. And then, of course, disperse after you give preferential treatment to illegal immigrants in school. Uh, Illegal immigrants in the country. Dispersing them all over the country. You know, Build Back Better is going to raise 30%, raise taxes on 30% of middle-class families. That's on top of Joe Biden's you know, inflation tax and gas increase tax of everything, everything we buy. He's going to raise prices on corporations. Corporations don't pay taxes. They will pass the cost on to you. The reason you're paying more for everything in every store you go to is because the higher gas and diesel prices, the transportation costs, drive truck drivers aren't going to and shouldn't take less money and make less money. Trucking companies shouldn't charge less and they're going to have to charge more because they're paying more for the the fuel to get the products to market they're not going to make less money so it costs the stores more money to get the products and then that means everybody has to raise the prices who pays that tax you do corporations they're not going to say okay we're going to lower our earnings estimate by oh 15% because of the new Joe corporate tax. And we're going to take the full hit. Okay. Who's the statement by Charles Herring, president of One America News Network? Okay, I got to call this guy. Because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Why would he defend this woman? That is the dumbest thing. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because she's on the record saying she supports the fairness doctrine. And silencing conservative voices. Anyway, Build Back Better, it's going to raise taxes on 30% of middle class families. Who is getting hurt the most by higher oil prices? The poor and the middle class. Over there at MSDNC, you got one of their anchors saying the economy is doing well despite of inflation and increasing costs. I'm like, what country do you live in? Where did you learn math? What public school district did you go to? If that's your conclusion. Manchin is raising a new objection to Biden's Build Back Better New Green Deal uh, socialism and spending orgy. He said he opposes a proposal in the $1.75 trillion spending bill and climate legislation. He says because of the electric vehicles getting a $4,500 tax incentive, 
Auto, uh, Automotive News quoted him as saying that the union-made vehicle incentive was wrong and not American. He said we shouldn't use everyone else's tax dollars to pick winners and losers. He's right. The spending bill would break the Biden pledge not to raise taxes on the middle class, according to the Tax Policy Center. He's been saying it's if you make over four hundred under four hundred thousand dollars a year, you're not going to get a tax. Nobody making less than four hundred thousand dollars will pay a penny more in tax under my proposal. That's a promise. That's a guarantee. A promise. I give you my word as a Biden. That's an absolute guarantee. Well, according to the think tank, they determined that the tax increase on the on low income Americans, middle income households were subject to. Uh, a tax hike paying an additional whatever amount per month, depending on what their income is. Everybody's going to pay. Everybody's paying already. That's the problem. By the way, Ron DeSantis floating this idea of sending illegal immigrants that Joe is, is dumping in Florida in the dark of night. I want to, or what Jen Psaki says, early morning flights at 4 a.m., uh, he says he's going to send them to Delaware. I, I, I think you should send them to Washington D.C. Send them to the White House. Let them, let them camp out Lafayette Park across the street. Um. Anyway, by the way, a, an appeals court sides with John, Donald Trump on the January sixth commission and this demand for records. You notice we had five hundred and thirty-four riots in the summer of twenty twenty. I condemn what happened on January sixth, and I think people should be held accountable. All 534 riots that took place in the summer of 2020. Why aren't we prosecuting the people we have on videotape that we know are guilty of crimes? Arson, looting, pelting cops with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails. Dozens of Americans dead, thousands of cops injured. Where's Liz Cheney leading the commission and lecturing us on the constitutional rights of cops not to be hit with bricks? And where's the accountability for the people that committed those crimes? Why is only one riot important and 535 other riots not important? If it's wrong, and it is, you should hold everybody accountable. That would be equal application of our laws, equal justice under the law. Not a peep out of Liz Cheney or Adam Kinziger. It's unbelievable. They've already, it's a predetermined outcome. That commission has already made up its mind. It doesn't matter. They just they, they want another chance to 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 try and purge Donald Trump from the party. There's a rumor that Liz Cheney is thinking of running with what Mitt Romney or Jeb Bush. Good luck. She won't win. Don't waste your time, Liz. And by the way, the people that you've now partnered with, they're the same people that referred to your father as a war criminal. Bush and Cheney lied. People died. They're the same people that wanted to put your father in jail for working at Halliburton. They're the same people that wanted to put Scooter Libby, your dad's chief of staff, in jail. It was Donald Trump who pardoned him.